Hello, everyone. Bill Wilson, Senior Editor for Supermarket News, here with another episode of Supermarket News Off the Shelf. We have a special episode today. Today with me is Franz Müller, who is the CEO of Alho Delays, and he is going to talk about what they just came out with quarter two financial results. So he's going to get into that and uh, some other things. Franz, thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, Bill, and thanks for having me. And uh, nice to be able to uh, to catch up. And thanks for your interest in our company. Absolutely. So you want to talk about some highlights from the uh, quarter two results? Yeah, we can we can do for sure. We can do so. And I um, also need a little bit um, of your uh, your briefing here to uh, to to do the best possible job for your for your readers and for your audience. We just closed uh, the the second quarter here. Um, we had an, uh, a good, uh, strong quarter uh, for Aldeles, uh, which is a company with uh, more than 60% uh, of sales in the US and 40% in Europe and Indonesia. Uh, a good 4.3% uh, growth in our numbers, 3.6% uh, in the US and 6.3% in, in Europe uh, on the growth. Um, a strong uh, e-commerce and online sales growth of 9.3%. So top line was, uh, was pretty strong. Uh, but also profitability did a good job with 4.1% on on the profitability. We um, we uh, talked with uh, with our markets uh, about the quarter, uh, but we also highlighted that we are dealing with the present difficult environment. As we know, uh, there's quite some tensions in society. It's not always easy for households to to run their budgets uh, with the tensions around uh, food inflation, energy inflation. Uh, interest inflation, and sometimes those effects are stronger in the in the European markets and in the U.S. markets. Um, but that's just uh, how we deal with the present quarter and the present reality. Um, uh, in the U.S., we have um, six brands uh, all on the east coast of the U.S. and number one and two positions in all the markets where we um, where we operating. And you might uh, you might know the brands like Hannaford and Food Lion and the Giant Company and Giant Food. Um, and stop and shop and fresh direct. Those are the brands we have on the on, on the east coast, and we're very happy with that business development there. Uh, a cornerstone of our sales is uh, private label, and you can imagine with higher inflation uh, that this is important to uh, give con- uh, give customers a good choice of price entry products uh, to manage their budgets. And uh, with four and a half percent inflation in the U.S., food inflation in June. But we have, for example, 11.7% in Europe, so very high elevated inflation, which is, of course, tough for households to deal with this and to feed your family. So we talked a lot of things about these kind of things in the quarter bill. Um, the other thing what we talked about is that we are looking at the present performance, but we have a company with a long-term view. So we also talked about sustainability, and we have been awarded this week the MSCI, the Morgan Stanley Sustainability Index of AAA, which is a very high rating for our sector. We are also a very good leader in the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. And we got one of our brands, even B Corp, certified uh, recently. So um, I just say this because for us, uh, there are a few things important to manage the present, but also make sure that we're there for the future. We're already 155 years in business and would love to be to keep in business for another 150 years. So this is a small introduction, but I'm open for any questions uh, you might have, Bill. So um, what really, what has been the strategy for your company this year um, as far as, you know, uh, as as far as the customer and the customer experience? Yeah. 
So um, we are a company which is an, uh, an company with an omni-channel strategy by definition. So the combination of stores and online. And we think that that proposition uh, will give customers a, uh, a better customer value proposition itself, but also creates a, a bigger share of wallet of a customer when they know our brands, know our private label, they know our freshness and our products. That is for us an important thing. The other thing is that we... Uh, would like to make sure that we invest in our brands in a very strong way. So this year we will invest two and a half billion euros in our total company to make sure that our brands stay contemporary, that we do the right thing on digital and technology and in data. That's a strong uh, anchor stone. And an important strategy for our company is, and that's where we are rather unique, is that we carry 19 brands in our total portfolio. And all those brands uh, have number one or two positions in the markets. The, the six brands I mentioned to you in the U.S. are no exception there. Uh, and the second thing is that we uh, we love those brands which are close to the communities, which are ingrained with the communities, local leadership, local ownership, accountability. Uh, and we have uh, brands which are for decades uh, already very close to the communities. We celebrated this year 100 years of the giant company in Pennsylvania. And we're so proud about that. And that has been earned over the years. So local is important for us. Omnichannel is important. Digitized and digital engaged, well-invested, strong private labels, strong fresh, and very close to the communities as a sort of summary. So how are you looking, uh, maybe if we can turn to the U.S. business here, for the rest of 2023, what's it look like for you? Yeah, that's not an easy question. Uh, I understand the question. Uh, it's not an easy question because it's, uh, visibility is not great, right? I mean, uh, where will inflation go? We think that inflation will further moderate from the 4.5% in June, will further moderate. That's one thing. Uh, we see also that uh, the government funding in SNAP and uh, emergency uh, support is going down too, which is not a great news for a lot of families. Um, but we also see that uh, across the U.S. in most of our brands, we have uh, the sales numbers of um, comparable 4% in the U.S., but we still carry in a lot of brands negative volumes, and that is not healthy for a long on the long run. So what we see now in the partnership with our vendors, that we also see that uh, trade funds are coming back. Uh, they're not back at uh, pre-COVID levels, but trade funds are coming back. Promotions are uh, are again, coming back into the game to boost also volume. So what we hope for and what we expect is that with the collaboration with our brands uh, and, and our vendors, that we get uh, volumes back positive by the end of the year, um, that we are able to deal with inflation, less snap, and these kind of things to make sure that household budgets uh, are, 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 are good so that people can afford uh, healthy, affordable, and sustainable food, which is our main interest there. And the other thing is what we worked very hard on in the last two years and which will we're going to benefit from this in this quarter and in the second half of the year that we have uh, migrated our supply chain to a self-distributing supply chain with 25 DCs along the East Coast. And that will be a big help for shelf, shelf availability, freshness, but also for working capital. So those are also elements we have on our on our docket, on our bucket list uh, to to bring in the second half. So let's talk about inflation and what have you done to really help the consumer get through this difficult time? Yeah, that's a question which, of course, is uh, concerning all of us uh, uh, to make sure that uh, 
families are able to uh, to buy affordable, healthy, and uh, and sustainable food is one of our major tasks. And um, we serve in a total company 16 million customers, roughly 40 million customers every week in the U.S. Uh, so this is an, uh, a big uh, question we have to we have to solve here. So what did we do? We first of all worked very hard on our own cost situation. Uh, so we call it safe for our customer programs to find the funding to invest and to reinvest in price. Um, we uh, launched uh, more and more private label brands so that our private label share went up and those private labels have a very good price value uh, composition. We looked at uh, fresh formats and fresh uh, assortments and also convenience foods to make sure that what is easy for customers to prepare a healthy meal. And we saw that coming out of COVID as a big spike, as the restaurants were closed, we learned a lot out of this. So we, um, we uh, I think we improved our convenience assortments a lot. So we make those available for even better prices. So those are a number of things. And we all connect people to loyalty systems a loyalty system, I think 75% of our total sales in the U.S. is going through the loyalty systems. So people get benefits from individual offers and couponing and these kind of things, which are completely tailored to their buying behavior and to their needs. So those are a number of things what we try to do uh, to make it uh, as affordable as possible and that people also with a lower, lower income can still uh, get a decent meal uh, for their families on the table. So uh, Metro Grocery in in, the, in Canada, the Toronto area, you know, there's workers on strike there. Um, how are you with your labor issues, your labor challenges? Are are there what are the challenges out there, and how are you guys uh, fulfilling those challenges? Yeah, we have an, uh, a general policy as a company to make sure that we um, have. Um, labor packages and, uh, and remuneration and compensation uh, at market levels. Um, in a number of uh, brands, we are unionized in the US, we're organized in the US. Um, and uh, I think we are um, paying very much according to, to market levels. Uh, apart from that, I'm not only talking about minimum wages, but also I'm talking about uh, the, total, uh, the total package for our associates. Yeah, I think also a very strong uh, supporter of uh, benefits and a very, uh, we have a very strong arrangement for pensions and the 401ks. So these kind of things are very important to us because in the end, those uh, the folks working with us, the 200,000 people, more than 200,000 people in the US are, of course, an important capital for our success. So if you would measure us, I think we have um, very strong uh, compensation packages uh, most of the times above market average wages, which were way beyond uh, the minimum wages. And I think we see also a very strong loyalty amongst our people, which we measure with our associate engagement surveys and these kind of things. And so far, I think we see also that it's uh, it's uh, good for easy for us. Easy is a, it's the wrong word. It's very doable for us to attract the right people and the right talent for our company. It says something about compensation, but also says something about culture in our company, the values we have in our company, and the people think, hey, this is a good company to work for. Let's talk about your private label. Obviously, you know, it's been, you know, sales there have been going up during this time of inflation. What about post-inflation? Do you really, do you think that you can, you'll be able to hold some of this gain with your private label brand beyond this time of inflation? Yeah, we have. Um, uh, I think I think that is true. Um, 
if you look at the European segment, then we have, for example, in the Benelux, Belgium and Holland, we have a private label participation sales share of more than 50, 50%. That's a very high, typical European phenomenon. You see, this, you see the same type of thing in the UK. Uh, if you look at the US, we have a 30% uh, sales share private label. Uh, but we have also brands with 35% sales share, for example, like Hannaford in, uh, in Maine and Vermont. Um, and we think, we think there's an opportunity to grow that sales share uh, more. Uh, people are looking for um, brands and, and, and products which are rightly formulated, uh, which have, for example, a very clear organic signature, which are uh, having a, a very favorable price value relationship or which are in specific uh, specific space for gluten-free or freshness and these kind of things. We think there's an opportunity here. And that's why we have a strong private label department um, operating from Carlisle in Pennsylvania to, to do exactly that. So yes, we see a growth in our private label, but we also think that there is more opportunity here to grow that share. In the end, customers decide, right? So we have to do the right job here on, uh, on price and value and proposition reformulation uh, but uh, things, uh, systems like the Guiding Stars, which is this nutritional navigation system, uh, help us also. And we follow those systems very carefully to give people more information about our brands and to force ourselves to reformulate uh, to healthier and more sustainable products. So let's talk about sustainability. And, and I know in the U.S., one of the things that Ahol Deliz is doing here is managing food waste. Um, do you want to talk about that um, crusade there as far as bringing that food waste down? I know there's some pretty uh, sizable uh, goals there for food waste. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about sustainability. It's an important agenda for us in general. Uh, so we have a number of targets out there, which we uh, specify for the group, but we also break it down by segments for the U.S. and for Europe uh, on food waste, uh, but also on plastics and also on climate, scope one, two, and three, uh, but also on DE&I. We have a number of these kind of things defined for ourselves. And uh, we find it very important that um, that our brands in the U.S. at least go to zero landfill uh, products and that we find good destinations for the products we cannot sell. So strong relationship with our food banks, a very high level of donations uh, to food banks of meals. Um, and uh, if we can't bring it to the food banks uh, for whatever reason, then at least it should have a better destination than landfill. And that's why, for example, uh, an Hannaford brand is since 2021 also uh, has no landfill uh, uh, donations from food we can't sell. We have better destinations for that. So um, food waste, of course, it's so important now in the present times where um, there is uh, there are communities where there's not enough food, where people uh, don't have uh, their one, two or three meals per day. So then just imagine that you are not having a better destination for food you can't sell. It's an ethical, it's a moral obligation from our side to make sure that food finds a better way. That's why we have very strong relationship with food donation banks um, and organizations in the US in the various states where we operate. Uh, and I think we have an, uh, yeah, I think we have a great track record there. And our, our folks are very, very enthusiastic about this. And uh, we report on this. And if you would like to to get a few numbers specifically, then uh, I can make sure that you get the numbers uh, for the U.S. specifically on food waste. Yeah. Okay, great. 
Um, do you have any plans for store expansion or or store maintenance uh, in the U.S. at all? Or yeah, we invest uh, every year roughly one point five billion dollars in our store network. Uh, that is uh, for maintenance. That is for remodeling. That is for new stores. That is for digital technology and DCs. We invested quite heavily in our uh, in our total network of supply chain uh, when we started to. Um, let's say, uh, take the supply chain back to us to have our self-distribution. And we uh, we just took on board again uh, our Chester uh, DC as, a, as a one of the last bits and pieces to be 100% self-distributing in the US. We, um, we uh, remodel a lot of our stores to make sure that our stores look contemporary. We have strong remodeling programs for a stop and shop or for food line on a regular basis for Hannaford. Um, we invest uh, um, also in our DCs, which we already own. So we invest in technology, in automation. So I think we are a very active investor. Um, and for example, um, we just uh, took the new batch of uh, 70, uh, 76 stores in the Wilmington Greenville area, where we remodeled all our footline stores. And those stores do extremely well with double digit growth. Um, but we also invest heavily in our stop and shops network, where we make the stores even better and if it's in the New York area uh, or if it's uh, in the rest of the stop and shop network, we remodel roughly 60 stores a year for, for stop and shop. And those are quite big stores. So those are quite big uh, investment and commitments. But so far, the results are very satisfactory. Well, Franz, thank you so much for, I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Did you, anything else you wanted to add that we, I didn't ask about or, or I might've missed that you want to make sure to get across? Um. No, we talked a little bit about sustainability, and I appreciate that. Um, in the end, this will be also a drive for customers to make their decisions in some of the markets faster than in others. Uh, we talked about inflation. We talked also how we see our function in, in, in society to make sure that communities staying healthy and that we bring good and sustainable and affordable food to the, to everybody who, uh, who we serve. We are very proud about servicing the community in the U.S. We have more than 2,000 stores or 2,000 neighborhoods, 2,000 communities, and we're very much linked to them. To them, And uh, I'm very proud about our people, our people in the U.S., which under not easy circumstances, after two years of COVID, another year of a lot of uh, social and economic tensions, that they do such a great job uh, to serve uh, our customer base in, in this way. So... Uh, proud here, uh, reporting back to you, Bill, uh, from Amsterdam. Proud about our people. Strong results for the quarter. And uh, yeah, quite some interesting uh, second half year to go. But uh, I'm pretty confident that we will round this off uh, in line with the guidance we gave to the market. And we upped our free cash flow guidance, as you have seen. Um, and uh, I think we also have an, a, a pretty decent dividend, too. Hans Miller, CEO of Ajo Delis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Bill.